Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of Blue by 90. On this week's episode, we have special guest Lauren Day from Game Day with Lauren Day join us. For our first down, we ask, how would you have handled hybrid classes, and do you think it'll affect athletes and athletics? For second down, we do a little position group preview for the running backs. Third down, we ask Lauren for her girl's guide to game day. Lastly, fourth down, we discuss what is the ideal game day tailgate. So make sure to stay tuned for our 0-90 takes at the end, and enjoy the show. This is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! Welcome to Blue by 90, your Michigan Wolverines podcast. We are three dudes who talk maize and blue. I'm Kalen, joined by Jack and Roe. And today we have our special guest from Game Day with Lauren Day, Lauren Day herself. Lauren, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. I took a little <laughs> break from my podcast, so this is my first time getting back into talking about sports. I'm glad we have more to talk about. I'm excited. Heck yeah, we are all so excited. Uh, we all got our beers here, too. I hope you brought your drink. I have my wine. I have white wine. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but a beer does sound nice. <laughs> it's hot out there, yeah, so we got to refresh is. today. Yes. Now, are you still in Ann Arbor? I know you went to Michigan, but... Yep, I'm still in Ann Arbor. Um, I'm going to be here. I'm actually moving to L.A. in August. Um, so I graduated this year, Um I had a job lined up with the Big Ten Network in Chicago. Unfortunately, it got canceled because of COVID. Um, and I've always wanted to be in L.A. I majored in film and production, so that's kind of where I need to be. So I just took it as a sign. I'm just going to send it in a couple months here. So for now, I'm just focusing on my podcast and trying to get everything together before that happens. That's awesome. So do you already have something lined up in L.A.? Or is that where you're from? Or... I do have family in Hermosa Beach, so I'll more than likely be staying with them until I get something steady. Um, I do have an internship right now with Believe Podcast Network. They're based out of Santa Monica, so we'll see. I, I've been, I have a little bit of a network out there, but I've just been applying to stuff almost daily, so fingers crossed I'll get something concrete soon, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, not a bad place to go. L.A., it's, I guess the weather's all right out there. Uh, yeah, it beats Ann Arbor, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> beats Ann Arbor for 10 months out of the year, I'd say. Yeah, very true. Right now, what it was like 85 today. Oh, my God. It's been hot. Too much. I can't, I can't go hot. outside. I got to sit inside in the A.C. It's too hot for me. I need like 75. Anything higher, I, I can't go out there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You guys need to stay off the boat this weekend because you will be both very red. That's all I know. <laughs> all right. So Me let's go ahead. have a problem with, with applying sunscreen here. Oh, my so gosh. We're, we're learning. Come on, guys. Get that in your skincare routine. First step. We need, we need your help with the film and production with, like, lighting, makeup, and everything for our podcast. <laughs> got to make us pretty. All right. I know if we had, I wish I had access to more things. So like I'm in front of my makeup mirror right now, not too professional, 
but <laughs> you guys look oh. good. You look good. Perfect. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into our kind of quick hitter topics here, guys. Uh, right off the bat, probably the best news you will hear on this entire podcast, Pretzel Bell is back. <laughs> guys, I couldn't be happier, oh. man. <laughs> my, my insider source told me they're coming back in the fall, and I couldn't be happier. After we heard that rumor about them closing down, that's our old man spot. We need it. We, you know, I, I say I talk like I've got insider sources inside Schembechler Hall. It's way more important for you to have sources inside Pretzel Bell. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Lauren, have you ever been to Pretzel Bell? Yes, Do I have. students really? Okay. Well, okay, I've been, like, down to the basement part, like, yes, twice towards the, the end of the year. Part. Yeah, that was so fun. I've, like, you know, I've been doing undergrad stuff this whole time, but I, when we all turned 21 this past year, we've been, like, exploring Main Street and yep. we went down to Pretzel Bell. I love it. I like that vibe way more than nasty-ass Skeeps sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> there, I was there's just times, gonna there's say, times where Skeeps is the, go, is the place to go, but Pretzel Bell more often than not. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've spent our fair share of time in Skeeps as well, so but we've graduated now on to, uh, to Pretzel Bell, so we're good to go. <laughs> All right, I'm right there with you. So I'll take you from that high of living your best life at Pretzel Bell at midnight, <laughs> getting a mystery beer, down to the low lights here, right? Imani Bates committed to MSU. Very unfortunate for us, uh, but obviously we wish the best to him. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have an extra take on that. He won't touch the floor at the Breslin Center for one second. He's going straight to the G League or going overseas or something. I, what's the point? He, I think he honestly is almost doing this out of respect to Izzo. Like he's been an MSU fan his whole life, so we didn't have a shot. I think people are giving Juwan Howard some crap on like, why aren't you recruiting him harder? Why aren't you calling him all this stuff? And it's like, first of all, yeah, he's not going to touch a, touch the floor at the Breslin Center, but we didn't, we never had a shot with him. He's been an MSU fan his whole life, and so. I think he's almost doing this like super early in his commitment. At, you know, he's only he just turned or he'll be a junior this fall, I believe, right? And now he's going to uh, this new prep academy that he's forming himself. It's like wild stuff. It's LeBron type stuff, honestly. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I think he's doing it out of respect to Izzo and being like, I'm still, you know, technically a Spartan and all this stuff. And then he'll end up going to the G League. And I I will I'll love it when the Spartans will claim him once he goes to the NBA no matter what they'll be like even if he comes to be you know the greatest NBA player out there they'll be like he's a Spartan baby Spartan dog <laughs> well don't worry I'm doing the same thing with Isaiah Todd if he's a stud I'm like oh yeah he committed to Michigan if he was going to college he'd go to Michigan just like Kevin call. Garnett same thing <laughs> yeah I think like I read something and so it's been like. Michigan State's been talking to him since he was in like seventh grade. Yeah. So obviously he's been a little bit groomed to buy them. Just MSU is amazing. We're so awesome. Look at this. Look at this. We'll throw in this. It's been since he was in seventh grade. If you tell a middle schooler that they're going to get a full ride to any Big Ten school, I, I'm sure that's going to be like tunnel vision. That's where I'm going. But I'm, oh, ha- yeah. I mean, as much, I know this is a Michigan podcast, but I've done it as you guys know, like a ton of work with the Big Ten Network. So we can claim him as a Big Ten athlete, right? 
We can count that. Let's just stretch it a little bit. If he's like LeBron status. That's a very positive outlook. I'll take that. That is a good positive. I like that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's jump into some recruiting news this week. I know we got a couple recruits. Jack, I think you have a little bit of an update on that. Yeah, I want to say sorry to everybody that likes Rose 15-minute recruiting updates. I'm going to do it very, very short and sweet. So um, we got Christian Dixon, wide receiver out of California, uh, went to modern day, four-star guy, uh, ranked 38 nationally uh, among among starter receivers, 210th overall, according to 247 uh, composite rankings. Uh, I looked at some of his highlight tape. I mean, he's got some good hands. Like he, he's got made some great catches in the end zone, red zone. He got laid out a couple times right over the middle, but held onto the ball. Um, and he's a solid blocker at the receiver position. So, I mean, if we're trying to see guys get to the next level and get some big runs in, uh, I'm excited to see that happen with him. So, uh, that's the football guy we got. And then for basketball 2021, I believe it's our first recruit, uh, Isaiah Barnes out of Illinois. He's a six, six strong forward shooting guard. Um, he was actually unranked in January and he jumped all the way to 111th overall, according to rivals.com. So I made a big leap. Uh, I looked at a little bit of uh, YouTube highlights from Ant Wright, and he was saying people just saw his highlights, and he just he just soared up the boards like crazy. So um, great shooter, smooth stroke. I think he'll be a great replacement for Livers and Wagner when they're gone after next season. Um, but, yeah, that's really all I got. I, I think that with Isaiah Barnes, um, he is a guy – he'll, like – be a stretch three, four. He can kind of play defense on on um, whether they've got a big guy at the four or a wing, a fast guard. Um, but it's I think it's huge for Juwan to get a big, big four-star here. I know we, we whiffed on some of these five-star guys, but to me, I don't know. You know, I love the five-stars. I think they're, you know, they're the top-rated guys. I'd rather have a four-star guy that comes in and commits quietly and isn't all about himself then these big stars, Isaiah Todd, Josh Christopher, that are like, it's all about me trying to get as much clout as possible. They're just trying to get their followers up, all this stuff. Nobody even knew Isaiah Barnes was coming here until the day that it happened. So um, I think I'd rather have that guy who's probably going to be a better team guy um, than anything else. And so I, I think Juwan is a little bit handpicking these guys that – might be, you know, maybe a step below a five-star, but they're still going to fit into his mold and play harder for him. It's a great point. Yeah, some of those five-stars, you know, goes to their head. Head can't fit through the door, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut out, Ro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and go right into our main part of the show here. So our first down... Um, so in light of the news of how Michigan is approaching students on campus, part of it is online, part of it is on campus, in the classroom, how do you think you guys would have handled hybrid classes as a student, and how do you think this could affect athletics or being a student athlete? Lead us off, Lauren. All right. I can say I have a little bit of experience with this. Um, so everything happened, what, mid-March? which was pretty much right in the middle of our semester. Um, so I had half of my semester in person, then the other half was just quickly online. So I felt like during those first few weeks, it's almost like midterm season for me when everything happened. 
um, I felt worse for the professors than the students, to be honest with you, because especially in the film department, a lot of our stuff is hands-on. We're in the studio every day. We're in editing bays. We're recording. We have group projects. We have to rent all this camera equipment, and that was just completely cut off. So they had to come up with an entirely new curriculum in the snap of a finger. Um, but I must say, like, as a senior who's kind of over it at their second semester, like, my expectations went down significantly when everything happened. Um, <laughs> everybody really was understanding, like, all the faculty, the advisors were constantly contacting us, like, making sure that we were okay, our families were okay, and if we needed any extra help. Um, so I think it's going to continue like that, and I... I think before all this happened, you were kind of on your own, you know, you're held to a very high standard at Michigan. You got to keep track of scheduling your own classes, like being in class, doing your homework. I think especially athletes are going to get a little bit more assistance just to make sure, you know, it might be hard mentally for them to probably have to quarantine and not be able to see or do or go anywhere. And then on top of that, be in class online or probably watch lectures all night, wake up early for practice, like, I think it's going to be a whole different deal because I know they have like mandatory study hall, for example, that they have to put in a certain amount of hours a week. That's probably going to be gone, at least in person, um, which does, I think, give them a chance to focus on their sport a little bit more because that's probably their main purpose for being on campus this year, um, which can be a good and bad thing, obviously good for athletics and good for the coaches, but I do hope that I know the advisors at Michigan are great. I know they're going to keep holding the athletes to like a high academic standard, but I don't know. I'm curious to see how it's going to go with any in-person stuff at the university. So especially for athletes, because they have to travel all the time. I'm wondering yeah. if this maybe, maybe it's kind of like our, the Michigan classes will be more like North Carolina's uh, fake classes. <laughs> i'm just kidding but i do think it will be i think it'll be a little bit like um like you said it'll be better for them it'll be almost more like they're professional athletes i think right um, i agree before. yeah they won't be as much uh you know going to class as to me as an if i was a, a d1 athlete at the university of michigan or or you know at any big 10 school or or anywhere um I would like it more because, like you said, I can focus just on basketball, just on football, just on softball, whatever, and then I can get my stuff done on my own time because I think it's so tough for them with class times. You know, we talked to Madison Uden, who you've interviewed as well, um, Lauren, and she was talking about last week that she had it so tough her freshman year. They had to be at practice at 3 o'clock, and she had class till 2.30, and she's like, She's literally running to the bus to get there, and it's so stressful, especially for a freshman their first time around. Um, yeah. So I think it'll be helpful for them. Um, I also remember, like, when Denard was going to class and everything, like, he's literally stopping for pictures on the way into and out of class. And it's like, okay, as cool as that sounds to be a celebrity – that would get old real quick. So if I was an athlete, I'd probably want to bunker down in my – uh, house and get my classwork done and then go to practice go to games and that's all I have to deal with I think it's really gonna change the identity of what a student athlete is and how they live their life while they're on campus 
obviously I think for all students, I can assume that the attendance requirement for classes is going to be gone, uh, depending on how comfortable people are or if they're even comfortable coming back to campus. Um, like, like you said, I think that's going to help out athletes in a lot of cases, just like with the way that practice and games work in their schedule. Um, but I think just as like a college student in your early 20s, you have a ton of friends on campus. You want to go see them. You want to grab lunch or grab a coffee with your friend or go study in the study hall with your teammates. And things like that are going to be missing from their lives. And it's going to be, you know, lacrosse, lacrosse, lacrosse or football, 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 um, which is, you know, what they are there to do. That's what they came to college to do. But it's also you're kind of missing out on a whole aspect of your life, which is going to be tough. Yeah, I think I think personally for me, like if I was an athlete at the University of Michigan, you know, personally, I need like I would need to be in a classroom with a professor to be able to get the full education that, first of all, that I'm paying for or not paying for, depending on what my scholarship level is at, um, but to really get the most out of it. But I think, like you said, Lauren, a lot of these athletes could possibly benefit from it in, in their athletic part of their lives if they're trying to train for um, the NFL or the MLB or um, whatever it may be. Uh, I think a lot of athletes could benefit, but for the guys that are athletes that uh, really need to focus on their grades, it might be a struggle. So I'm I'm curious to see kind of like what the grade points are going to look like um, for like the team GPAs when you see, you know, academic all Big Ten and, you know, all that stuff. Like I wonder how that will kind of all play out when season's over. And I think the I have friends that are academic advisors in the academic center, and they are the un, unsung heroes of the athletic department, the athletics, whatever. Like it, they truly get some of these kids through school, like themselves. Like they, not that they're doing their work, but they are like forcing these kids to like put, you know, sit down at a computer, type your essay, things like that. So like, like you said, Jack, not being able to see them, you know, a lot of those kids are going to struggle, I think. And so I think what you will see, I actually don't think you'll see this at Michigan because of the standard that you talked about, Lauren, and we've actually talked about it on other um, episodes, but at other schools, you might see kids that just like legit never go to class, never do their work. You might see more ineligible kids than ever before. That's an interesting take, and I hope we don't see it. Um, and coming down, coming into sports, if we end up having all the seasons that we expect to have, maybe we could use it to our benefit. I don't know. I'm just saying, throwing that out there. <laughs> so, okay, let's move on to our second down. And while we're talking about players, um, let's kind of do a little preview of running backs. I know we've talked a lot about running backs, different players, uh, different projections. Um, and I don't want us to all just be like, oh, our number one running back, we're all either going to say Charbonnet or Haskins. So let's, if maybe if there's somebody you want to highlight, if there's, you know, a pecking order you want to talk about, um, Jack, I'll start with you. What do you got about the running backs? Well, I was, I was kind of given an overview of, you know, who is going to be in our running back room. And Ro, you said this when we were kind of, before we started recording, we're going to have a deep running back room. We've got Chris Evans coming back, Hassan Haskins, Charbonnet, both returning from last year, as, as well as Christian Turner. And then we've got Blake Corm coming in, who's a freshman. And I don't know if 
Lauren, I don't know if you've seen this guy's like highlight tape or any of his workout videos. This guy looks like a freaking monster. Yeah. And I, I mean, he is going to be insane. Like, I, I know, Kalen, you said we're going to see either Haskins or, or Charbonnet to be our number one guy. I'm going to say Blake Corum. Big, big Nate, <laughs> oh. big Nate talked me into it, man. He, that dude is like a more ripped, faster version of Mike Hart. I was just going to say his body type reminds me of Mike Hart so much. Like, he looks just like Mike Hart, and I think um, I, I watched some some highlights of him today. He can catch passes. He can run the ball. The thing I noticed about him the most was his vision. Um, he was like just moving in and out of of the holes and things like that. And so um, instead of being, he's definitely different than Charbonnet and Haskins, where they're the bigger guys that are going to run people over. But I like what you're saying about him because he, he's shifty and sees the hole and he fits into the Gaddis offense. Um, so I, I like how he can do it all. Yeah, no, I mean, Blake Corum is the guy, right? And if you're a OG listener, you'll remember our guy Nate on here talking about Blake Corum ad nauseum, right? Uh, <laughs> I think one guy that we can't forget about, though, is Chris Evans. First guy you mentioned, Jack. I mean, that dude, he did his time here. He had to sit out, unfortunately, for one year, but he, you know, took his licks and he came back. And I'm hoping that he's going to be back with a vengeance, right? And he was always kind of a shiftier, speedier kind of guy compared to Karan and some of the other guys that he was competing against initially. Um, hopefully, in Josh Gaddis's offense, he can shine a little bit more in that kind of area, you know, maybe a scat back or something like that. Um, Lauren, is there anybody running backs wise that you might want to highlight or touch on? Mm, I pretty much, I was watching a few Blake Corm's videos yesterday too, and he's insane. He looks like a beast, but he's five eight. He's shorter than me. With that <laughs> build, though, just had to throw that out there because that's I was just kind of thrown off by that. But um, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in the basic opinion here, but Zach Charbonnet last year was probably one of my favorite players. Um, just being at the games, I know there were a lot of situations where he was like my glimmer of hope when they were, when he started running the ball. Um, and I think a lot of Michigan fans feel the same way, but it's going to be tough competition. Again, Chris Evans, I've seen him a little bit my freshman year. Um, I think he's talented as well. It's going to be, it's going to be tough to see who gets those starting spots. Yeah. I was going to say your freshman year was like, that was I think that was his best season. His sophomore yeah. year, I feel like he kind of like, you know, I don't, whatever happened, you know, he kind of backed off a little bit. But if we can see Chris Evans from his freshman year, this coming year, that's going to be a tough pick, man. I don't know who the number one guy is going to be. Right. Well, and I think, I mean, for me, honestly, with the running back room, it's going to be really tough for Josh Gaddis because it's so deep. There's only so many plays that we can, you know, get these guys in on right so like to get uh charbonnet in a rhythm or haskins in a rhythm and still get these touches for these guys i think it's going to be very difficult for him but i i i had said this uh, probably a month ago now but i i want to see a number one guy you know i really don't want to see like these guys just taking reps on and off and we have three or four guys like splitting the reps if you go to the, you know, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States, they have the guy. J.K. Dobbins is the is the guy. Travis Etienne is the guy. You know, even going back at Alabama, you know, Mark Ingram, 
Um, all these guys, they like have one Heisman type guy. And I think we have a, we have a good choice of them, but I, I just, I can see us almost like I can see Gaddis and maybe Harbaugh, you know, whoever has a handle on it, getting a little too like picky, a little too like, all right, well, we got to get him as touches, him as touches, him as touches. And then we're kind of like, okay, well, we just have this mishmash of everything and nobody gets in a rhythm. And now we have two or three, like 400 yard rushers and nobody's close to a thousand or something like that. What about Georgia? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what DeAndre Swift, um, he's a lion now too. He is a lion. Go lions. Um, but yeah, dude, bro, when you, when you brought that up, I, I was trying to remember back because I mean, obviously you guys know how flippy floppy I am, even with McCaffrey and Milton, I, you know, right now I'm team Milton, but like next week I could be on McCaffrey's side. Um, <laughs> I can't even remember if I said running back by committee or having a first string guy. Um, but with, with this group, I mean, we could run a two back set and I mean, I know you were saying, somebody was saying about how Blake Corm he can not only run and do like, he can kind of do a little bit of everything. He can catch the ball. He can run after the catch. Christian Turner, same thing. Evans, we know he can do that. Maybe we have two backs in the backfield, and they're also receiving threats. I mean, that could kind of help solve an issue there, but I don't know, man. I, I think our team is so talented this year, and I just hope we play football. <laughs> and I actually, I think that Chris Evans will actually um, – Actually, I'm gonna save this for my zero to ninety. Ooh. But I, I, I think that he, he will not play the running back position as much as we think he will here. Um, and, and so I, Josh Gaddis does have a lot of different formations. We, we've only in year one, I think we saw it. It seemed like a quarter of his playbook. He really didn't open it up that much, and so that's where I was like, like okay. You know, I, I I was hoping by the end of the year we would, but we weren't in a position to win the Big Ten. So okay, keep it closed. Um, but I think that I I actually think that we will be okay. I think it'll still be a one-two punch with Charbonnet and Haskins. You know, Haskins ended up starting those last six games last year. Charbonnet didn't even get the nod. You know what's crazy about Haskins too? As a freshman, he was a linebacker. He he was a linebacker oh, that switched to running back. He, he got injured as a linebacker, redshirted, and then switched to running back and just killed it. Had that game at Notre Dame where I think he had two or three touchdowns. Um, and, and so I, I think it's great. I think Charbonnet is still the guy, too. You know what? We can, we can be Georgia, I guess. As long, but you know what? Georgia still hasn't beaten Alabama or won an SEC title either. So <laughs> we're kind of the same. Yeah, great point. Great point. Yeah, they've been to the national. They've been title to the game. playoff national title game. Yeah, they just lost because even a conference lost, title yeah. game, they've been there. Yeah, it's just that uh, once in a generation QB, right? I do oh, yeah, think yeah. too. Um, I think Corum will probably redshirt. Actually, I I don't see him. How it would be really tough for him to break into enough snaps for it to matter this year. He should redshirt and then get his you know keep his eligibility. I mean, he'd have to be a difference maker to play year one. If he's just like kind of just right up to par with the rest of the guys, save a year for him. Let him train, and he'll have an extra year to show off his talents. Yeah. Well, you can put him in four games now, right, and see what he's got. 
So yeah. let's put him in some of those earlier kind of garbage time games. And, uh, you know, if he really makes a difference, then we can give him some more opportunities. Um, yeah. I, I like I that. Know. I like that a lot. I was going to ask Lauren here, not a running back question, but we have to ask her. Are you Team Milton or Team oh, McCaffrey? Oh. Team McCaffrey. Come on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Come on. Thank Seriously? You. Is that a question? No. Thank I can't you. I can't can be too biased on that question. I mean, I I can see how it's a wishy washy thing, but I have been McCaffrey from day one. I was just a fan of like him and his character and his family. And then just Is this his just style, because is this just because Christian is like really good looking? No. <laughs> Fair question. No, come on. Very good looking family. I mean, I'm I Yeah, no. If you're talking about his older brother, it'd be a different story. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if we have this answer from Kaylin yet. Kaylin, are you McCaffrey or Milton? Dude, I'm the wishy-washy in the middle Dude, leaning guy. They're Make both such likable players. That's they the, really that's are. the issue. Like they both really are, and they're both great for the fan base. And like, it's a great conversation for Michigan fans to have. As you guys can tell, Maisie's the... getting involved. She's passionate. <laughs> Maisie's like Milton. Milton. I'm Team Milton. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, no, man. I'm trying to run this A11 offense with two quarterbacks out there. So. What if we just reinvent Josh Gaddish reinvents the whole game with like legit two offense or two quarterbacks on offense and then we have like three running backs, two linemen or something. I feel like we could do something all completely different here. I'm all for it. Let's do it. Could you gotta innovate. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well let's go ahead and jump into our third down topic here. Uh, Lauren, this one's a little bit maybe for you to kind of enlighten us and any of our other female listeners. Um, the girl's guide to game day. Okay. So we watched your zoom trivia chat on Instagram, loved it. Uh, and it just kind of got us thinking like, what kind of information do girls who maybe aren't as huge fans, or I guess anybody who's not that huge of a fan, uh, what is like prime information that they might need to know to kind of fake it a little bit i think first off i the whole point of my podcast is geared towards people like that so especially girls if you're in the, those shoes listen to my podcast because i came in as a sophomore to work for the big 10 network and i knew about football basketball softball and volleyball mostly because those are sports i played and i had to cover soccer I had to cover lacrosse, wrestling, all these sports I really did not know much about. Um, and if a guy were to not know much about those sports, it's not embarrassing for him to ask, you know, what is what is this in wrestling or what does it mean when the ref is doing this? But if you're a girl, it is the end of the world, you know, <laughs> especially, especially if you're asking guys, they're like, Oh my God, you don't know Tom Brady's dad's middle name? Like, <laughs> that's how it is. And I'm sick of it. <laughs> you know, oh it's God. like shit like that. So that, that was the whole purpose of me starting the podcast because I've been working in sports for the past three years and I've been the only girl in the room and I've, I know when to shut up. I know when I know, I don't know what I'm talking about. So I think that's my first tip for girls. You got to decide on game day. If you're going to go in, 
semi-sober, watch the game and scream at the refs, or if you're going to go in and just be a drunk, fun student. And I've both, <laughs> they're both fun, but don't start talking to some guy dressed up like Jim Harbaugh, like you know the entire, everything that's going on, you know? Um, <laughs> that being said, I think my two biggest tips um, first off, I always, before I go see a game, whether it's a major league game or obviously big time like games I would work, um, research the team a little bit because I always find it easier to connect with people than maybe a game with a million technicalities. So I always like to look at the roster, look where the players are from, if anyone's from near your hometown, have a cool story that you can resonate with, just kind of look at some of the big players, look up their background because the conversation can always go back to some of the biggest players. So that is my first piece of advice to somebody who kind of wants to fake it till you make it. Just look up the roster, look up a few stories about the guys or the girls, and they're interesting. It's always fun to know about new people, especially if they're at your university. Um, second off, I think you guys saw in my trivia game, like, just learn the simple rules, like four <laughs> ten yards. Just Search like football for dummies. If you know, it's kind. It's a pretty simple game. You can know the basics. You know, touchdown, field goal, four downs. There you go. Like just know a little bit, and then I think from there, just like putting in the effort to learn the basics and learn a couple players. That's kind of what sparked my interest in a lot. Just wanting to build on that and learn more and more and more. Um, and again, I think it's hard to just turn on, you know, Sports Center and just absorb stuff from there if you have no background of what's really going on so just kind of start by researching teams looking at the simple rules of the game nothing too crazy and not the intricate technicalities or rules that have changed in 2020 um but yeah i think those would be my tips and listen to my podcast because i'm talking to you <laughs> <laughs> and that's and what it's at game it's game day with lauren day correct yeah yeah correct okay. Yeah, all this, my last name. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have a pretty easy last name to pun with. So, right? Uh, yeah. This came, so this conversation actually came about with one of my uh, friends. She's a girl, and she is always matching with these guys on Bumble or whatever, Hinge, you know, whatever else. And she's like, she'll text me all the time and be like, hey, can you teach me how to golf? Or can you, like, what is, who are the Lions playing this week? Or, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not, I, I can't help you with these things. Like, you you can research, but it, it came up, it came from that where she's, like, trying to fake it till she makes it with these guys. And I think that your first tip there is the most important, where you don't really have to fake it. I think from a guy's perspective, like, yeah. I'm not expecting you to know everything, you know, like don't try and do too much is kind of what you're, right. what you're saying. It, it, like you, you said, you know, when to shut up. So, and I think um, like that's for guys and girls too, because I'm sure you guys have been in conversations about, you know, wrestling or some sport you might not know enough about, and you're not going to sit there and ramble on when you really don't know what you're talking about. So just, I mean, listen, if guys are going to, be rude to you, which most of the time they are because they don't think you know what you're talking about. At least you can take something away that you learned and talk to the next guy about it. <laughs> I think that's yeah, the great thing about on. our about our podcast too. And anybody who listens, they know that we don't know anything, and uh, <laughs> it's more for comedy. So we we don't know when to shut up, which is the problem. No, <laughs> I I listen to you guys. You do know what you're talking about. 
Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you think we do, but we're, we're grasping at straws. Man. We're good at faking it till we make it. Then. That's hey, right. that's what everybody's out here doing. Every industry, it's all fake it till you make it. <laughs> but I did. Um, after Jeff Chriswell got drafted to the A's, um, I overheard this girl, and she was like, "Oh, so like, where is he going?" And the person was like, "The A's," and she goes, "Oh, wait, what city is that?" Like, she didn't even know who the A's were, and they're like Oakland, like the Oakland A's. She's like. Oh, like what state is that? <laughs> oh, gosh. That's beyond yeah. sports, I feel like. <laughs> that was beyond sports, but I mean, at that point, it's kind of a lost cause, I guess. You have to want to know. I mean, like, there are girls who want to fake it till they make it to pick up guys. That's, I don't think that's the majority. I don't think, like, being a sports fan is as gendered as it seems. It's just intimidating for people who are already in their mid 20s who haven't grown up you know, under their dad's wing of being an intense sports fan, it can be intimidating to know where to start. So that's yeah. exactly the reason why I started my podcast. I feel like another thing that's really helpful is having a team to root for, right? Because yeah. if you're just like trying to be a fan because your friends are fans and you don't even know where to start, then you're really faking it, right? But if you're at least at a new school and you're kind of like, okay, I'm an alumni and I can get involved in the fan base, it makes it way easier to justify getting involved. Yeah, and that's super fun. I think a lot of people can relate to that at Michigan. And especially as a student, the people that you're talking about in sports are your peers that you may even have a class with or know personally or your neighbor in the dorm. Um, I think that's was my favorite thing about being involved with sports in college because I'm like, oh, she was my neighbor in South Quad or oh, I would see him in the dining hall every day, or, oh, he was in my English class, or I see him at Skeeps last night, you know. <laughs> but um, it's, it's cool to be covering people that you kind of have a personal connection with. So that's a great tip, too. I'd say, I'd say one tip from a guy's perspective, too. Yes. There, there is a time and a place to ask questions. And during the game is not, not that time. time and not that place. <laughs> you ask me during the week at, you know, Monday through Friday, Sunday through Friday, whatever it is, but don't from 12 <laughs> to four on Saturday when Michigan is playing Michigan state, that's not the time to start asking the questions you were on your zoom of like, who's that? Or what's a touchdown? Who's the running back? What does the linebacker do? <laughs> I actually, I enjoyed it. You know, I'm, I have a girlfriend now, but back when I was dating and stuff, like I like it when a girl will ask me questions like during the week about sports, but just, you got to know the time and place. And during the game is like the worst time to do that. Cause I, I just need not be bothered at that point. Well, I say, dude, we, t we, we talked about it and it was like, uh, it could be my grandma trying to like talk to me like during the game and i'm like hey, shut up i'm trying to watch the game here like i'm so focused on like what is going on that it's become the biggest asshole in the, in the, in the history of the world <laughs> that even it honestly goes for guys too there are a ton of guys out there that i that try yeah. to watch a game with me and don't give a shit or like don't know and i'm like dude just just let me be like this obviously yeah. is live or die for me i'm a psycho about these games so let me be like I'd almost oh. rather watch the game by myself in my in my condo than watching it with a big group and like people are gonna bother me with it. So it, that goes either ways. Yeah, I've definitely came across guys who try to overcompensate because they 
I think no less than me and they get really, <laughs> really passionate about it. I'm like, dude, like it was a two yard rush. Like it's not a big deal. <laughs> dude, <laughs> that would like, like that. If I was in college and that happened to me, I would be so intimidated. I would oh, just yeah. leave where I went. Okay. Like I'm, I'm just going to go somewhere else. Like I, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I, so my friend Grace and I were the executive producers for Big Ten Network Student U. And we did have a decent amount of girls on our crew, but pretty much we were the boss of all these college-aged guys. So it was a it was a weird dynamic, but I think I'm really glad that we ended up taking that role because I think the people who want to continue in the sports industry, it just girls have a long way to go, um, and I mm-hmm. think it just taught them that you know we we do know what we're talking about and we're respectable and sometimes you don't know what you're talking about and some guys just need to get that yeah i mean on the flip side of i was just gonna say on the flip side of what you said jack like you would be you would feel so intimidated but if i was lauren and i just like told some dude what was going on and he like put him in his place I would feel like the baddest bitch on the planet. No <laughs> joke. It is like a, it is one of my like best personality traits. I must say, hasn't gotten me too far in the dating scene, but it's fun, I guess. <laughs> like at the, especially like when you're, you know how it is in the student section. Everyone is like not there at all, and Grace and I, my friend that I mentioned, would be like in the front row screaming, like, "What the heck? Like, put some glasses on!" And everyone, all the guys are like. What the hell are these girls? I love that. Oh my god. That's I would almost awesome. say too, like if you, if you don't face. I would say if you don't know anything about the sport, just own it. Just be like, whatever, I don't know anything. I'm here to party and I'm I'm just gonna have a yeah. good time. But and yeah, that is too. I've been that girl too. It's it's all fun and games. The, the party guy or girl is always a hit. Like, I don't know why people are afraid to be that person, right? That person's always a fun time, too. You don't always have to be the expert. (laughs) Very true. Very true. While we're on the subject of parties, though, I'm going to try to move us to our fourth down segment here. Our question is, what does the ideal game day tailgate look like for you? Okay. Ro, Ro, let me start with you, and then let's go Lauren, and then let's go Jack. So, I... I do have to say, Lauren, I, I do throw, I, I don't like to toot my own horn. I mean, I do a lot, actually. I'll be honest. I, I, this yes, this is essentially all I do on this podcast is just talk about myself. But oh, I love it. <laughs> but I do throw a pretty great tailgate uh, on Saturdays. So that is why this came up. And we wanted to kind of know what you know what your day looks like because mine i get up pretty early we're going it depends on either the golf course or the blue lot or somewhere um but it's a it's a pretty banging party so we wanted to know are you like a a frat girl are you going to the uh you south you are you going to the to the pioneer parking lot or the <laughs> golf course what what do you what does the game day look like for you um okay so i have two like ideal game day mornings i'm gonna squash out the tailgating for a sec because my first ideal morning would be waking up and packing my camera bag to go to the sideline that okay. is my ideal game day morning i wouldn't i would rather be uh, on the sideline with my camera any day than at a frat, but 
<laughs> that opportunity doesn't come every single game day. So, um, yeah, I get up super early. I'm always, it's probably like five or six in the morning. I live right around the corner from South U, so it's always super loud right here with the traffic of students getting to the frats and stuff like that. Um, so I'm normally the first one up, and I'm blaring the fight song to wake up my roommate. Um, she gets pissed for a second, but then it's cool. Um, <laughs> make some Irish coffees and then throw glitter all over our face. Um, and then my friends live on Michigan Ave, which is a super fun street as well. So this past year, we've been going over to their place. And it's nice to have a house finally in the friend group because we can have food in the mornings. <laughs> um, so that was like this past year. I think that was the most fun I've had tailgating. We would do that and then walk over to the lacrosse house, which was super fun. Um, but before that, I'm not in a sorority or anything, but like when you're a freshman and sophomore, you really have no choice but to go to the frats. So I had those days as well, but <laughs> I, I, pre I prefer like the food. I like when the adults come because then we get the food and the nice mixers and the snacks. Oh, yeah. that, that's my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you been able to tailgate at the golf course or pioneer high school or anything before? I did the golf course once. It was the Notre Dame game, right? Is that when it was pouring rain? Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Friends from home, because I'm from south of Detroit, so my friends come up here to tailgate all the time. Oh, nice. Um, they had a tent with a bunch of stuff, but yeah, I was there and it was pouring rain, so <laughs> it was Dude, fun though. Golf, golf course is great. Golf course is like I know. Well, Row like Row normally puts on a great tailgate, and he's either on the golf course or the blue lot by Chrysler, and uh, I don't know. That's just the way to go. I've done both, and Obviously, like we're old men now, so uh, we don't really have any other option. But the golf course <laughs> is the is is the perfect way to go. But I guess to jump off from like the ideal tailgate, what is your ideal post game bar to go to if you went to a bar post game? A hundred and ten percent the brown jug. Oh my god! Oh my god! There you go. Are bro. you kidding? That's that Rose spot. But that's, that's like my my thought, my answer to like every bar question is brown jug, brown jug, brown jug. <laughs> I mean that that's literally like home base for me. It is. Well, it 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 was. I don't. I haven't <laughs> been there in quite some time. God, it feels so bad. Like we're so old. I'm so. You sorry. guys need to go. See, it's, it's see open. Lauren, when it is, is it? Yeah. I was gonna say when we were in college, you like I've talked to um, a couple friends that I work with, and they recently graduated from Michigan. And I was telling them, I was like, Cantina used to be the spot. Cantina, I, I swear to God, Cantina was the spot. <laughs> I love your reaction because that's everybody's reaction. Like, I swear to God, Cantina was like the greatest place ever. Dreams came true at Cantina. It was like it was literally go in. It's like eighty cent shots. It's I mean, they played great music, and then everything changed. I don't know what happened, but it she used can't to be amazing. Believe her ears right now. I swear, I swear. Well, I like, swear. were you under twenty-one? Well, yeah. Okay, I think it's still kind of the spot for people who are like eighteen, nineteen. We've no, we we've never underage drank. I know you haven't either, so we've never, never. done. That. No, mm -hmm. I no uh. Never no. in my life. Nope. Oh so, God. anyways, sorry. Go ahead, John. No, that I just had to plug Cantina. Well, yeah, we're just it, trying to plug Rose Tailgates is what we're really going for, right? Yeah. If you want a great tailgate, go to Rose Tailgate. He's got all the food. He's got the liquor. You might see Denard Robinson. Like, likely, it's a good yeah. time. Fre frequent guest, Denard. 
Bro, you need to open that's... up that Rolodex and call some more players up or something. Honestly, though, that's where, though, I became friends with Denard was at the jug. It used to be, I don't know, I don't know if you've been, but like I, I used to go all the time Sunday night karaoke, too. Oh, it's still Sunday night karaoke. Hell yeah. But every Sunday. Hell like yeah. That, that's the spot. I, I remember singing All Gold Everything with Denard at the jug. Oh, my God. <laughs> Feeling like the, big money to see that. <laughs> feeling like the whitest person in the entire world. <laughs> Can we Did you bring that gold mic song? too? I should have brought the gold mic, honestly. If there was Here's a Trinidad I, James, Trinidad James, the goat. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that that was I I I wish there was video of that because that would be like that would be in my like wedding video like everything else i everything that's awesome when when you come back now where where are you going to tailgate are you going to go back to like you know like old college house like where like you know the people that are underclassmen are you going to try to do the the townie route with the golf course and like blue lot or what well it depends, like, when our tailgate's really going to come back. That's the real question. Still going to tailgate. Don't say that. Don't say that. Okay, you're right. We can still tailgate, yeah. Don't break our heart now. Um, I think that, like, my friends and I were all moving to different parts all over the country. So we'll probably come back. And I think I want to go for golf course and do, yeah. like, some good drinks and food. I think I'm ready to move on. I don't know if I can't. I feel like when I'm at Fretz, even now as a senior – it like these guys look like they're like 16 so <laughs> i'm ready i'm ready for the golf course well dude that's the best part about it too it's like there's so like literally the tailgates are like lined up right yeah. next to each other and you can just like tailgate hop and you can just hop around and like you have other friends out there golf course my favorite it's my favorite place i've ever tailgated by do you far just like get there early or do you have to reserve a spot bro does yeah bro right. will get there early and i'll show up at like right before the game it'll be great <laughs> Yeah, these fucking assholes are just like, <laughs> yeah, we'll come. Rose got a keg for us. Where he's got all the food, the whole setup. He's we're all good. And then I'm sitting there at like five in the morning, waiting to get in line. To... <laughs> I'm coming. We're gonna just crash your guys' tailgate. I don't need the. Hey, There's a keg. It's like having a friend with a boat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I will say you have to. You have to be okay. Um, one of my best friends, he's kind of like a professional twerker. Um, oh, Sam? So, Are we talking about Sam? Yeah. Dude is legit. Dude is uh, legit. Twer- you said twerker? Shout out to Sam Wow. <laughs> I said twerker. Okay. Shout out Mr. <laughs> Sam Wow. Follow him on Instagram. And TikTok. And TikTok. He is, oh, he is the best professional TikToker. But, <laughs> I, okay, that being aside, there is a dance floor formed like just about every tailgate so i'm ready all right you can make the trip back from la sometime this podcast brought to you unofficially by the ann arbor golf course and the brown jug (laughs) yes i'm i'm gonna post this that we're talking about the brown jug they're gonna love it perfect okay well let's move on to our zero to 90 segment guys perfect all right, Lauren, you don't have to go first. As a matter of fact, you can kind of watch us give our terrible takes and then go last. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ro, you said you're going to save one, so I'm going to have you go first, all right? All right, I'll go for it. 
All right, let me get the clock up and running here. Okay. Row, your 0 to 90 starts now. All right. So we talked about the running backs, but Chris Evans, I believe, will take more snaps out in a wide receiver position than at the running back position. He may start at running back, but he's going to motion out to the receiver. I also think he's going to have more than 20 catches this year. So I think he's going to be a bigger threat at the wide receiver position than at the running back position, but he's still going to have a few touchdowns and be a major piece of this offense. Whoa, look at that. Got it in under 30 seconds. That's a good take. It's not a bad take at all. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. We're, this is going to get weird if we start having like good takes. Usually <laughs> these are terrible. Oh, don't worry. I've, I've got a pretty bad one coming up. Now, so I'll, I'll make <laughs> Perfect. Sure we stay well, on track here. Why, why make them wait? Give the crowd what they want, Jack. Your right. 0 to 90 starts now. All right. I'm going to have a similar take to Roe. I do believe Chris Evans will take he'll, – he'll get more play at other positions than he will running back. But I think he might take Giles Jackson's spot at the returner position and become a Steve Breston type. Dude, shifty. He's fast. I say throw him out there. I okay. don't hate it. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. I don't hate it. That Email Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll show you how a 0 to 90 is done for real. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. wow. Don't worry, I'll get the timer out. Hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. All right, Kaylin. Just so you know, we had to cut out his whole 0 to 90 <laughs> last week. Oh, my God. Literally. Why? It was awful. It was awful. Isn't that it the was... point? I mean, we, well, we literally went back and forth. Like, it, yeah, it was bad. And then literally, yeah, I'll stop talking. But, yeah, it was, it was not great. <laughs> All right. Let's hear it this week. All right, Kaylin. Your zero to 90 starts now. Okay, I'm going to add to our Make the Big House Loud series here. One of the things that we need to do that we don't do is sell beer in the stadium. What are we doing, guys? I mean, you know who sells beer? All the Mac schools. Um, Ohio State, you can buy a beer in the first half. Let, let's just do that. Beers in the first half. Beautiful. Dude, first we have somebody comment... We had somebody comment on your post the other day. He was like, we, we put the make the big house loud again thing on Instagram. And he commented and he said, liquor. That's all I said. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that'll, that'll do it. That'll do it for sure. That's <laughs> oh, a great man. point. I'll, I'll drink to that zero to 90, Kalen. Yeah, that was there beautiful. You go. Thank redeem you for coming myself. back. With, uh, yeah, redeem yourself one time. All right, Lauren. All right. You've seen how it's done. You've seen how it's not done. I'm nervous. This okay, has been Lord. a hot take of mine hey, for like three hey, years. Normally, normally we don't prepare people, so oh, we no, we prepared true. you. Yeah. I we I added in there, so right. hopefully, hopefully, high expectations. I, I, I have, uh, very high expectations. Don't mess All it right. up. Your zero to ninety starts now. All right, hot take. It's going to be pretty quick. I like the Chrysler Center more than the Big House. Um, wow. I don't know if I'm biased because I've done a ton of work there. I've done a ton of broadcasts there, but like just the facilities, the lighting, like the prep before the game, the videos, the way everything's presented. It's just like a more intimate space. I feel like I, I just have so many great memories there and 
like being there four hours early before the game, it's it's magical to me. Obviously, so is the big house, but I I love the Chrysler Center. All so. right. Wow. It, that's that is I'm a good. I'm not gonna hot say take. it's wrong. I I like it. I like it. I don't know. I mean, but it's it's sad though. Like Michigan's a, supposed to be a football school. Why can't the big house be just like Chrysler? What's going? What's wrong? What's happening? How do we? Fix it's it? not loud enough. What's not? <laughs> I don't Price know what it is. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Even atmosphere wise, like... Yoast is insane. Yo, if we can make the big house like Yoast, it'll be the greatest college football atmosphere ever, ever. Just like, ever. Children of Yoast, the people who do the student section there, need to take over like the football student section. One hundred. They're ruthless. Bring They're the chance. Like bring everything. Oh my god! I went to one game. The only game I've been to. No, I've been to a couple games at Yost. But remember the first game, they beat Minnesota six to nothing, and we were right next to the student section. And I was like, "These guys are insane! Like, how do we get that in the big house? This is amazing!" I would like come to every single game just to. I would literally just come to a game just to listen to them. Yeah. Not even watch. Like they're oh, yeah. they're amazing. They don't get enough credit. I agree. I think I think atmosphere wise, you are one hundred percent correct though on the Chrysler versus uh, versus the big house, and we are working on that, and that's why we are going to have merch coming out of make the big house loud again. Yes. So we're we're starting a movement here. Um, if you would like to join, feel free. We don't have any merch available yet, but <laughs> at some point we will. <laughs> Stay we're tuned. Slowly but surely. Now yeah. the places are actually open for production. We can we can start making moves. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to share? Um. No, Lauren. Plug your podcast. Where can people find you? Where can people follow you? Sure. I've I've never really done this, so I hate like <laughs> sounding like those YouTubers, like like and subscribe. Um, <laughs> but my podcast is called Game Day with Lauren Day. It's available on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify. It's through the Believe Podcast Network based out of LA. Um, so you can search believepodcast.com, find it through there. And my Instagram is at gamedaywlaurenday. And I have some fun content on there, ladies. Please follow me because sports are coming back and I'm looking to commentate games with you guys. And I'm excited. I, we need to do this again. This was so much fun. Definitely. Of course. Definitely. Make sure to check out Lauren um, and then make sure to check us out while you're also there at Blue by 90 and at Blue by 90 podcast on YouTube. Um, Lauren, thanks for coming on again. And everybody else, thanks for listening and go blue. Go blue. Go blue. Strictly bitch, you don't play around. Cover much grounds, got game by the town. Getting paid is a forte. Each and every day, true play away. I can't get her out of my mind. Wow. I think about the girl all the time. Wow, wow. East side to the west side. Pushing fat rides, it's no surprise. She got tricks in the stash. Stacking up the cash fast when it comes to the gas. By no means average. It's on She's got to have it Baby, you're a perfect 10 I wanna get in Can I get down so I can win? I like the way you work it No diggity I got to bag it up I like the way you work it No diggity I got to bag it up I like the way you work it 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.